Welcome back to Not Your Dad's Tabletop. It's your hostess with the mostest. It's Chris. Uh, I am elated to be here. It's been a nightmare getting this setup going. Absolutely. Oh what the hell? Uh, we were about to start, and then literally my power went out. That's um, awesome. Um, uh, I will continue to make people suffer. Fun facts. Um, let's see. I, Chris, uh, love eating the new, I don't know if they're new, the new uh, sweet tart gummies. <laughs> All right, Darius, go. Fun fact. Fun fact time. I'm ready. Don't you can come at me however you want to. I don't fun hear fact, a fun fact. There, shut up. Um, <laughs> love. <laughs> See, look, now I'm distracted. Anyway, what's up, y'all? It's Darius. Fun fact for me, don't you dare pull that knife on me. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's audio format, Darius. They can't see what I'm doing with the domestic steel knife. Fun fact about Darius and Kiki, this is the first episode they're recording post-marriage. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. If anybody was wondering, that's why we didn't post the episode in June, because we were doing that. And you know what? I'm just going to leave that. That's going to be... I had another fun fact that that's going to work. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> wow. So you're stealing the marriage fun facts? Leaving Kiki high and dry? Wow. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, go. Um, You should always keep in mind uh, that when it comes to safety, you don't know what you don't know. And so if uh, you're told not to do something and you're like, ah, it should be fine, you could very well be very wrong. And that's how people end up in the hospital. Woo! That's Hi. also like the C plot to every child in every anime slash cartoon ever. Is it? True. Yeah, it's like I don't have to listen to them. They're big and stupid. I'll go out and do my. Ah, my oh, work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put, yeah, you're. And yep. Kiki, go. Um, I'm Kiki. Uh-huh. Um, my fun fact was gonna be I got married. Guess who? <laughs> Um, but I guess <laughs> Darius, you Whatever. monster. <laughs> I rescind my fun fact. Everybody then... already knows that it's you. <laughs> well, then it's Chris's fault because he's the one that said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's my other. Here's my other fact. Maybe not so fun. Like maybe I got bit by a spider. I don't know. My leg really hurts. We need to put it on Reddit. Are a necessary? Don't do that. Spiders are necessary components of the uh environmental ecosystem yo that's fine but why do they have to be necessary so close to me because everyone makes mistakes anyway spider related today shut up wait today is the first day that we will be doing a user requested topic today we'll be talking about yeah my my older brother kevin shout out uh, requested that shout out uh, he requested that we talk about alignment in the D&D system. What up, Kev? What up, Kevin? He actually uh, is very sick right now. Aww. <laughs> get well soon, Kevin. And also, Kiki. Stop eating Zaxby's to get food poisoning, Kevin. <laughs> Damn, is that what? Dang, I, get, I gotta stop going to Zaxby's now? That's yep, like sorry. My... Another chicken place we can't go to. <laughs> Shut you, mother... No, I'm right there with you. It's bullshit. Anyway. 
Uh, okay. So today we're talking about alignment. What is alignment? Darius? In D&D terms? Yeah. All right. Dang, I didn't think you was going to spring this on me. Um, it has a feel. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Okay. Um, shit, I'm just going to give you honestly just my opinion of the uh, <laughs> alignment system. So it's this... I, to call it a personality, I think some people end up taking it as a personality, but it's uh, a guideline to your character's morality and how they uh, react and interact with themselves and the world around them in the fantasy we call D&D. Pretty good. Jordan, Kiki, you guys want to add on to that or do you think it's good? Sure. Okay. Kiki, you have a Put it more simply... Is where you fall on the scale of good and evil. But is it? Well, that's not all it is, because it's also order and chaos. Like said in the simplest terms. Yeah, well. You failed. No, I didn't. (laughs) She didn't fail. fail. (laughs) Also, maybe Jordan was going to say that. No, he's silly. Thief. Um, actually, I don't have anything to add to that. Oh, yeah, because cool. Chris took it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am a known thief. Uh, all right. So uh, let's talk about alignment for a little bit. So its history has been with D&D for a very long time. Uh, I think its primary tool nowadays is to serve as uh, a guide for DMs and players to a lesser extent on how to have their NPCs play. For example, uh, demons are categorized, demons, not to be confused with devils, are categorized as almost always chaotic evil, uh, which Max means they, they like to butcher and maim because why not? They also have the, this idea that every single demon, no matter how small or pitiful they are, thinks they're the best demon, which very runs in uh, track with chaotic evil. In the past, however... Alignment was very, very closely tied to player abilities. Like we used to talk about this, I believe it was second edition, where if a paladin was anything but lawful good and hung out with anyone, uh, I say oh, and or hung out with anyone that wasn't good, they lose their abilities. Yeah. Period. Yeah, that'd be so shitty to have to deal with. And so this was like the start of people not liking the alignment system because it, it became the uh, <laughs> lawful good colloquially became known as lawful stupid because in order to hang out with a rogue, you just had to be like willingly ignorant of what was going on. <laughs> I do not see you over there. Stealing. What was that? I am the most powerful swordsman and I am as blind as a slug. <laughs> the jingling of coins may perhaps are you making an exchange with that good are sir. Are those keys in your pocket? You have an awful lot of keys. Walk <laughs> over here and cover my ears. Why, certainly good, sir. I have no reason to believe that you're doing something wrong. I'm amazed you've been given a lock to every single door we've come across. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot, just like in Pokemon... You're just yeah. allowed to walk in. Yeah. Um, but that's not all alignment is for. 
So let's talk about uh, the alignment grid is something that I'm sure a lot of you have seen in a meme format. There's a specific character, I'm not going to mention it here at all for any of these categories, uh, named Batman, because I've seen one stupid grid where he was every single section. <laughs> <laughs> he's Batman, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's Batman. He does everything. He's the best of us. Um, so let's start with Chaotic Evil. Uh, Chaotic Evil, you're a person that cares little for anything besides yourself. And that's pretty much it. Uh, you don't give a shit about rules. You don't give a shit about other people's happiness or lives, so long as you get your sick kicks. And nice. the two examples I can think of right off the top of my head are Freddy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and the Joker from Batman. Shit, I'm trying to think of whoever, who else fits that bill. Actually, wouldn't caring for yourself be chaotic neutral? No, mm -hmm. we'll get to chaotic neutral. Okay. Looks uh, like we're all learning something today. Well, it, it is caring. It's not just caring, caring for yourself, because you could say that about anyone. It's about putting yourself over literally everything Um, in a way that you don't give a shit about Things like social norms or rules, essentially. Neutral, neutral. <laughs> um, neutral evil would be you are, I think it's considered the ultimate pragmatist. You'll break the law when you need to, but you also are fine with just like sticking within rules or some sort of code of conduct. Um, that's the other thing. Being lawful or neutral or or chaotic is not necessarily I break laws it's about having a certain code of conduct or uh, system by which you go about so the Joker is chaotic evil because he does anything and anything randomly right he's the clown prince of crime uh, but uh, a pragmatist is someone that will do you know the appropriate thing at the right time will they break the law if they have to so the two examples I have of this are Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, really manipulative asshole that played cons on people, but usually was in on the books, so to speak. And actually, the alien from the Alien series. For neutral evil? For neutral evil. And that's in the sense that it behaves almost like an animal. Like, obviously, it's this horrible creature that hunts people. But it doesn't attack groups. You know, it'll make pragmatic choices. Uh, it is afraid of fire for some reason. I don't think I've ever seen it catch on fire. But it doesn't, it follows like its own set of rules when it has to, but it can just straight up murk you. <laughs> that's like neutral evil sounds like that's kind of like what I, 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 when I think of the phrase honor among thieves, I feel like that kind of fits into this. Uh, I would say house. that's lawful evil, Darius. Lawful evil? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Lawful evil is people that follow a code of conduct in a very selfish or, uh, well, evil way. Uh, and the primary examples I have of this are Jigsaw from the Saw series and, of course, Darth Vader. Yeah. I love from Darth Star Vader, though. He yeah. Who's the guy? There's a guy... Um... Uh, who's Hunchback of Notre Dame? I can't remember his name. It's the villain. The 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 priest dude. Yeah, yeah. he, he would definitely be lawful evil for sure. 
<laughs> Hellfire Desire. Desire. <laughs> We're sued. All right. Uh, oh, it is so close to the tip of my tongue, but I'm not going to get it. Go on. <laughs> let's just call him Padre for now. Uh, oh, I, I meant to Google it. I'm going to just go back and Google let's it. Let's talk about uh, Chaotic Neutral. This is one you'll actually see a lot of player characters play because it's the one that's literally, bitch, I do what I want. Um, and so you're not evil. You're not good. You kind of just do whatever, whenever that you think is fun. Right? You, you're not concerned about how other people see you or how you interact with the world, but you're not necessarily going out of your way to eat babies nor save babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and my top two uh, ones of this are Deadpool uh, from the Deadpool movies or X-Men, depending on who you ask. And Captain Jack Sparrow mm, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I love that. Dang, I also had a character it, on my head. It depends on how deep you get into the lore. That's you true. Get, <laughs> he becomes like almost. He almost becomes good. Let me. Okay, let me put this away. The general perception of Deadpool. After all the merchandising, <laughs> Jordan is not. Oh, no, I, I would agree that uh, Deadpool see. is chaotic, uh, neutral. I'm saying Jack Sparrow might not be. Oh, Jack Sparrow, not the lore we expected you to know. Yeah, I was, I was confused <laughs> by that. I mean, um, I know both. Okay, well then, let's talk about one that I actually find a little more interesting and honestly hard to play, which is lawful neutral. Lawful neutral is no matter what. No matter if it's good or bad, you follow the rules all the time. And so yeah. the the two I'm thinking of are Judge Dredd from the Dredd series, whose Who whole thing uh, Dredd is from a series. It's like a dystopian future where the judicial judicial system has all the power, so they will kill people for anything and everything, including shit like no. Like it, I, I'm about to get to it, including stuff that uh, like uh, having a hamster without a license. That's one of the more famous ones. <laughs> You're going straight to jail for that, if not killed. And the other character I could think of was Samara from Mass Effect. Pick something I know. Oh, get some culture, Kiki. I don't. <laughs> what, why don't want Mass Effect? Um. Who was that? I just feel like there was a character that you would recognize from Horizon Zero Dawn that's like that. This is just very rule strict. The one-armed guy. I can't remember his name. I was about from to say all of the second game. second game. I was about to say all of Aloy's village. God, the Nora. That's yeah. Fuck the that's, Nora. That's accurate. Yeah. yeah. What a bunch of losers. Lawful neutral. You got you got shunned because that's just was the law. That's just the law. Yep. So could Rost be considered lawful neutral? Well, hmm. would he be lawful? It, I think he. Oh, would he, was... would he be neutral? I think he'd be closer to neutral. Well, we'll talk about that. After this, actually, I'm going to skip over neutral for a second and go straight into the good categories. Uh, let's start with lawful good. Uh, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, and you do it in the at a code of law 
or a code that you live up to because you think that is also the right thing to do. If there's a job to do right, you do it the right way, essentially. Oh, I know. And I got two from, people. Can you guess who they are? <laughs> I, I have guess one of. I can guess one of them absolutely. Okay, who is thousands of pit? One thousand percent superman he's one of them yeah <laughs> um and honestly i want to say um come on he has his marvel equivalent oh he was go- i wasn't even thinking marvel i was staying in dc i was gonna go with green lantern <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um i can't think of i can't think of a marvel equivalent uh it, it's cap captain america oh, captain american uh I don't have them I- and and right, lawful good, we've point. talked about it already a little bit. It, it can be lawful stupid in D anD D, but so I personally don't like Superman just because of how he's portrayed as be like, huh, I solved all the problems, <laughs> and yet Gotham is still a mess. Um, <laughs> I've always said like Superman's only interesting when he's evil or if he's depowered. Um, but the reason Superman is so well liked is because. Okay, here's one. Have you guys seen the movie Brightburn or heard about it? No. Bright Brightburn. Well, you don't need to watch it. It's a terrible movie. But Brightburn is basically what would actually happen if there was a toddler that was growing up with Superman's powers. And that is he would murder everyone and everything for not getting his like nap time. You know? And yeah. so the reason Superman is great and why he's such an extreme example of lawful good. It's despite growing up under those conditions, he's practically a saint. <laughs> Somehow. Like the power doesn't go to his head unless, you know, it's injustice. Um, <laughs> uh, and he just does the right thing for the right reasons. That kind of thing. Sound good? It does sound yep. good. Okay, let's talk about uh, uh, neutral good. Actually, uh, hold on. One thing. Sure. I, I think Civil War actually kind of proves that Cap isn't... um, Okay, so hold on, Jordan. We're not going to get into specific issues, because if we did that, then all these characters would be in every single category. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And thus Batman. Um, However, I will say that Spider-Man is probably a better fit for uh, Lawful Good, because he will, uh, you know, the whole... um, What... What's what's his creed? Um, with great power, power must come great. great responsibility. He will follow that no matter what. Also, isn't yeah. he one of the few heroes that like actively does not kill any of his villains? Yeah, there was actually a great bit where Doc Ock possessed his body for a little bit. Uh, and he was like, what the fuck? I just beat the shit out of these people. Has Parker been holding back this entire time? <laughs> And people don't realize Spider-Man could easily merc Captain America. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's he's definitely up there. Uh, the only reason I didn't put him there, Jordan, is because there's so many Spider-Men at this point. I think people would get confused. No, I mean if if you say Peter, if you say Spider-Man with no, even Peter Parker Spider-Man, there's like 18 of him now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and not all of them are good guys. All right, um, we're moving on. Moving on. Neutral good. Neutral good is very similar to neutral evil, in which you're a pragmatist, but for good. Uh, in that sense, that you obey the law when you gotta, but 
you sometimes bend the rules here and there to get good stuff done. And the two I came up with were Iron Man and Harry Potter. I dig it. Yeah, because yeah. Harry be breaking all the rules. But that's and that, <laughs> on it, isn't that's like most. I I want to just say most like young adult protagonists. Yeah, yeah. Percy Jackson. Even Percy Jackson. like Percy Jackson, Asta from Black Clover. I guess it's almost just about any anime. You uh, believe it, Naruto? Yeah. Yeah, like you're me. You <laughs> me. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, and then let's talk about chaotic good. Chaotic good is you don't you pretty much act on either you act on impulse almost, or you have a complete disregard for the rules and regulations of the world, and just do what you do to as you see fit to, for the greater good. And the two examples I came up with were Wolverine. And V yeah, for Vendetta. Ooh, V for Vendetta. I man, I hadn't seen that movie in a minute, but I do agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Now there is an expanded grid of it's not very important, but I, I guess it's kind of my thing is that I don't think a a three by three grid can account for an entire personality, which it doesn't, and we'll get into how D and D handles it. Uh, but some people added to this grid with things like in between uh, neutral and evil is impure. In between good and neutral is moral. In between chaotic and neutral is rebel. And in between lawful and neutral is social. I don't know how social is the halfway point between lawful and neutral. I'll be honest with you. You you saying all of those. I was like, this sounds like I'll just make this complicated for like. Uh, it turns into a five by five. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds way too complicated. I yeah, don't so know. I don't particularly subscribe to that. I think people do that for shows that just have way too many characters, like Game of Thrones. Huh. <laughs> and they have to be like, well, he's kind of more evil than him. <laughs> just got this like varying degrees. Like we went from like, oh, we're 100% this person, but this dude's like only two degrees to the left of evil while he's like three degrees down to lawful. Yeah. That, uh, and now uh, let's let's talk about uh the last of the normal grid which is true neutral true neutral is everyone in this call and everyone that's listening it is just a normal ass person <laughs> you try to do what's good for you and yours uh, um occasionally you'll do bouts of good and occasionally you'll do some bean stuff normally you'll stay in the you know, stay true to your moral code or whatever. But, you know, we all have spontaneity in our lives and we'll occasionally just go out of our way to do something fun. Um, And the that's you, true neutral. I was going to say, the way you describe true neutral makes it sound like you just have the, I just want to use this word because it's just a, the propensity to do any of the others. Um, well, that's, so that's the thing. A, this is the problem with the scale or sorry, the um, the grid system, is that all of this sh- should be a sliding scale. A sp- you have to understand, someone that is lawful good, period, is someone who never lies, someone who always does things the quote-unquote right way, right? Mm-hmm. It's someone who would like always go into a burning building to save someone. Which is crazy because no one's going to do that. No one's going to yeah. do all of that. <laughs> right. 
that's uh, severely hmm. taxing and you will not live life the way you want to. Right. So in D&D, we see this often where if you approach a true neutral person, which, by the way, the most common true neutral thing is a commoner, you have to persuade them or threaten them to do something out of their comfort zone. Like, right. Hi, hey, we need help defying this local lord that you are under. Will you help us? A normal person might be afraid to defy the lord of their land. So you would have to convince them otherwise. Right. And then I want to talk about a little gripe I have with people who play True Neutral. We've seen this in our very first campaign where I think Destiny and Kiki were playing True Neutral characters that thought True Neutral meant I care about nothing. <laughs> that was just my personality. I know, but that's what that's Destiny character. decided too. <laughs> I care about nothing. You, Chris, you must convince me to have <laughs> that part definitely happened. To want to be there. That was a that was a good time. I guess that's when alignments go wrong. That's when alignments go wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that's the general gist of alignment. It's just a kind of morality compass type thing uh as as well as a methodology uh doctrine i guess so i'm gonna open up to the floor um how would you guys use alignment in your for your characters or npcs cool i'm glad I, i was about to speak first anyway so Personally speaking, for uh, alignment systems, I think it's always good to take it as a guideline more than any strict adherence. Um, just um, like if I want to be chaotic good, neutral good, neutral evil, like it's, I mean, just going back to a little bit to what Chris said, it's always better to take it as a sliding scale than it is to take like, I am just full on this type of person. Um, I'm just full on chaotic good because at the end of the day, that's that is it's diff it's difficult to do any one of those uh, in just that particular fashion without varying into any other way. So for me, it's just like a guideline. Like if I say my character is going to be chaotic good, um, then my character's I'm going to make it where my character is willing to risk to do um do something for the greater good. Like if there's a baby or something that's uh burning in a burning in a fire and i've got to break into a store to get a fire hydrant i don't know why the fire hydrant's in the store and not sitting on the street but if it is i'm going to break into this person's property to activate a fire hydrant so i can shut down uh the fire this story is chaotic (laughs) (laughs) so that i could go and save this baby (laughs) i wish you guys could have seen her face he keeps getting more and more upset as that story continues. I legit was. <laughs> so I think taking alignment's always um it, it it's a suggestion and recommendation for uh for your character. Nothing that I think you should it stay hard and fast to, but just a nice um a nice theme that you try to branch off the rest of your personality from for your character. Okay. Uh Jordan? Uh, honestly alignment is kind of an afterthought for me like i fully make my character and then i get to the blank part of the sheet where it says alignment and i'm like huh okay so where does this person fit in oh you're like like, i guess he's chaotic neutral (laughs) yeah like i don't 
think you should ever look at your sheet and go, uh, all right, so how do I make a chaotic good character or something like that? Like, if your character is chaotic good, then, you know, they'll turn, sorry. Your your character's alignment is, to me at least, is going to be defined by what they do and not their actions aren't going to be defined by their alignment. You're never going to get into a situation and go, all right, so I need to... <sighs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm lawful neutral, so I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no sorry, I gotta, I gotta like stick that. to the rules. But what's crazy is, is like, we've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki? Kiki? I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, is that all Jordan or you got anything else um I would say that there's like some very very hyper specific <laughs> examples like um I think I had an idea for a character who was a follower of a god named Bacab um and Bacab is known as the uncaring because they actually do not care about anything except for um magic and knowledge and so, like, if you were going to be a good follower of Bacab, you would also probably try not to care about anything other than magic and knowledge. Um, so that might be a good reason to have your alignment shape your character other, or rather than the other way around. Honestly, I just want to tack in, yeah, tack on to what Jordan was saying, at least character relation-wise. So I had one character, um, I think it was uh, Reed Weaver, a doc named Weaver, that I labeled him as oh, being... He's getting upset about that. <laughs> I labeled him as chaotic good. Um, Weaver? So, yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to be chaotic good. I know, oh, it's crazy, God. right? So, like, he started off that way, and he definitely, as I played him, he ended up morphing into, like... Uh, a different alignment i think he was he was more along the lines of neutral good um by the end of it but initially he was supposed to be a chaotic good and there was only one central thing that like i had in mind for what he would do um to make him chaotic good and in my mind um and i think this is an important thing to like set up too because everybody has a different interpretation of what the alignment is even like chris talking about it right now and giving you like definitions of whether i mean it's his they're still like his definitions and everybody yeah, for sure you way. could be like i think wolverine should be neutral good <laughs> yeah you know? and, and someone could give their reasonings and if they're sound enough someone will believe you on it so and i mean uh, comic book characters have been everywhere so you could honestly say they're in like any category and probably find a source for it too <laughs> right so for me at the time when i made weaver chaotic good uh chaotic in my mind meant I will do anything to make something happen. So there was chaotic good, chaotic evil, catered, uh, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. So my chaotic good was that for Weaver, there was a particular thing. He would always protect and save kids. It didn't matter what he had to do to make that happen. Um, it He was doing it. If someone else had to die for this kid to live, no matter who it was, Weaver was going to do it. And so that was what made him chaotic. It ended up being... Um, more, I guess, more of a flaw, flawed trait um, for him. But that's kind of my focus. Again, like that was like the theme, one of the things for um, Weaver to like make him be in alignment as a character. Didn't the kid in your party get like 
mind control by the vampire. Yeah, yeah. It, Way to go, Weaver. <laughs> I just, again, Weaver morphed into something. He he he's more alignment definitely morphed. Um, I don't even. I, I'll be honest. In that campaign, I do not think I realized that that character was a kid. She acted like a kid, but Weaver considered her an adult. Which is why Weaver always gave her shit. Mm. See, I was I was thinking Weaver's alignment was chaotic asshole. <laughs> it's a hundred percent that too. Yeah. Uh Kiki. Um in a PC way, if I'm DMing, and I guess also if I'm playing alignment only really comes into play for me if the character is religious in some way or another really yeah um especially if they are someone who like wants to interact with their god like on a regular basis like if their god's alignment is not matching up with their alignment then i've got some fun stuff that i can do with them um if it is matching up I still have fun stuff that I can do with them. Otherwise, anytime I play a character, they are always neutral in some way or another. Mostly because I'm like, I'm fleshing this out as I go. <laughs> I'm playing them like they're me, but not me. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, like some... I am becoming them. Like, yes. Uh, I would also say, uh, back to my example of demons. Uh, this is uh, in line with Kiki's thing. All demons, for the most part, are chaotic evil, uh, but they don't all behave the same way, right? right. Uh, they're not all just like psychopathic monsters that just, you know, rip and tear. Some of them are a little bit more cunning than that. And, you know, they're all individuals. They behave a little bit differently. Um, personally, as a DM, I love it. I love it when creatures that are supposed to be bad or good <laughs> uh like you know we, i think we've all seen things like zariel the fallen angel and i was always like mm -hmm. what if there was like a pit fiend that was like nice <laughs> it's like oh mortal you don't want to take that contract Listen, it's, i'm gonna try and trick you you don't want to do it and like one of the recent races um i say recent <clears throat> races but one of the races that has like become more uh, in a more positive light, orcs, which typically used to be seen as just like flat out evil, just following some order of evil, bad guy, whatever kind of good stuff. And now it's to the point to like as a as a player, like when you're picking a character, like you could play an orc, and um, your DM isn't going to immediately make everyone prejudiced against you for being evil. Some of them will, but like it's not like done as uh, extensively as it used to be, where it was like, it, yeah, you it's not orc. like. It's not like uh, I have to warn you. You're playing as a monster, right? <laughs> that doesn't have to be done anymore. Like it's just like okay, you're playing as a orc. Some people give you a side eye, but there's not this um, huge taboo over you. It's like oh my gosh, a monster in town. Get the guard. Gotta kill him. Oh, you know what? I was I, I was going to tell you guys about this. I consider putting Optimus Prime as lawful good. And then I realized 
most of the audience have probably only known Optimus Prime from the terrible Bayformer movies, where he actively threatens other Autobots and humans and kills them to get his way. And I was like, oh my god, he's supposed to be robot Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly you, you, I, I honestly forgot about <clears throat> that. Where would that put Optimus Prime? Was <clears throat> I put him like it's mm, he I is want. supposed to be the most lawful good. <laughs> yeah, but like in that portrayal, where does that put him? I'm, I, think I would say chaotic neutral. <laughs> I was going to say lawful neutral. Yeah, maybe. I, don't know I don't know. Okay, the next thing we're going to talk about is the options that aren't all the, they are associated with the alignment chart, but they aren't necessarily about it, which are your bonds, your ideals, your flaws, and your personality traits. Now, in the player's handbook, they came out with a couple of backgrounds that had, uh, you know, a general like what your character did before they became an adventurer. And these included uh, a list of bonds, ideals, flaws, and personality traits that were kind of associated with that character. So, for example, there was the soldier background and there was like your bond could be I never leave comrades behind. Your ideal could be like soldiers take orders, so you were like a lawful person. Uh, your flaw could be like I listen to orders without thinking about it, that kind of thing. And then uh, what was the last one? Your personality trait, um, kind of more background stuff. So, do you guys use that uh, as quote unquote intended, or do you just ignore it entirely, or? Do you do what I think Darius does, which is he just writes his own shit? <laughs> um, Let's start I'd, with George. I definitely, um, actually, I kind of treat that the same way. Like it'll come before um, <clears throat> alignment, but I'll pick my uh, traits and bonds and flaws and all of that based on what I feel like the character should be, you know? And if there's nothing really there that fits, then yeah, I'm going to write my own thing or just steal it from another background altogether. Because, you know, I feel like the characters should come. Well, that doesn't really make sense. You know what I'm talking about. The the (laughs) character should come first. You know, like your idea of who the character is should come first. Are you getting (laughs) reelected? In my D and D, but yeah, um, it's like I feel like what you choose for your um, character traits and bonds and all of that should inform um, alignment rather than the other way around. Again. Like to me, it's always just alignment is always just the uh, last step. I I think I agree with that. I usually come in, I make, I find a build I like first, and then I'll come up with some history on like how they became this way, and then usually before I've solidified all of that and sort of their background story, I'll hit up the align. I'll hit up these parts actually, and look for things I like and dislike, and like you know pick a few. And then I incorporate 
onto how they became that way in their backstory. So for me, alignment's pretty much the last thing I do too. I I've never gone like I need to create a lawful evil character <laughs> and then gone forward, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that either. I think um I'm not I don't think I'm with y'all in so much it being the last thing I think about, but it's not the first. And at some point it gets it gets mixed in there. Um, it's just it's just somewhere in the middle. Uh, personally, for my character creation, I because I I overall like the idea of um like ha- using the alignment system like for creating your character just to just to get it just you know it's it's what it is it gives you a set if you're struggling with like making a character like do I want it to go this way do I want it to go this way do I want it to go this way just helpful to um to have that set and that it gives you uh condenses that space of where you want your character to be when you're like chaotic good just true neutral even if what you think true neutral is is different from what someone else thinks true neutral is as as for you creating your character it's just like boom now i know where i want that uh character to be as you're making your your as you're making the character doing the character creation uh, just for clarifications for our audio only listeners, Darius made was pointing in different directions when he said this way, this way, and this way. <laughs> I I did. I did. Uh Kiki, how do you feel? Um I actually like to use them. I don't like to use them all at one time. I like to pick like one thing <laughs> that's caught my interest after I, you know get the basics of my character figured out like you know what race what class how old they are what they look like we all saw the bonus episode and then um uh (laughs) um yeah then i'm like to i like to pick like a flaw or an idea to kind of just be like okay cool like what will help me make decisions as i like figure this character out i actually never ever think about alignment for my own characters unless mm. i want to play some character that is close to their god mm. oh here's here's like a piggyback on this question how often do you find yourself accidentally not doing these <laughs> character traits hardly ever really? i only, i only pick like one or two mm. Like, um, there was uh, a character that I played and their flaw was that they loved shiny things. And so that character, she was taking people for everything they had, like, (laughs) on a regular basis. I remember that character. (laughs) There was another character that, um, one of their, I I can't remember if it's a bond or an idea, but it was like, oh, they have to like explore like all the rooms. Oh, that was that's probably a bond. Okay, yeah. Uh, or personality trait moment. More that was a very fun character, and it was also fun like playing out their frustration when we, in fact, did not get to explore all the rooms or all the things. Yeah, well, see, I asked this because I definitely uh, when I was playing Tarn, my. <laughs> Lawful neutral Lamau, uh, uh, conqueror paladin, 
I definitely chose the soldier background, and I think I chose I never leave a man behind. I sure had thoughts when we were playing in that particular campaign, like <laughs> if these fuckers go down, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Things just... Luckily, it didn't happen, so it never came up. But I was I wasn't even considering it until after the fact, you know, yeah. that I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> and isn't isn't it kind of funny? Like even when you're creating your character, like everybody has that like dream character in your head of like exactly how they're going to be from alignment, personality, bonds, ideals, and flaws. And then you get into the game. Everybody. And... Everybody. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> get to it. Okay, get some some come out. Some people have that type of character in mind, and then you get into the game. Wow! And you run and you run into the other players, and suddenly your character becomes it's not what you thought it was going to be. And depending on how you play, you might be upset about it, or you might be per- perfectly fine. Um, but, you know, stuff stuff changes, even if you're like, I'm definitely going to save every person I see. And then, you, it's like Chris said, suddenly it's like, I don't know if I care too much to save this person. <laughs> well, that actually leads into my next question pretty good, which is the changing of your alignment. Uh, a D&D character is supposed to be a sentient person, right? And we as people change on a regular basis. So, um, how do you guys feel about changing your alignment as a player character choice or as, you know, meta, I've changed my alignment as a choice or more, a little more spicy when the DM forces you to change your alignment. Now, the two examples I could think of of that are cursed items, which, you know, just shit happens. If you pick it up and you didn't identify it, you play that, you roll that, you rolled those dice. <laughs> And so, guess what, buddy? You're chaotic evil now. Enjoy that, Mr. Paladin. Um, Or, if you've been misbehaving a little bit in your party, and you say you're neutral good, but you keep stealing from people, DM might say, change that alignment. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, Kiki, uh, let's start with you. Um, as, As a player, as somebody who doesn't really like jack around with the alignment too much the only thing i can really have any feelings about are um items Mm -hmm. and uh man i think it's pretty tough to be given something and then be like this is a new rule that you didn't agree to sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah although it worked out great for you it worked out it worked out great for me, when it happened the one time, I won't yeah. bother to get into it because... Well, you got the lawful good version of it. Yeah. So and... It worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, my curse was interesting to chat with. So yeah, there's that. Um, I, I think it's a lot easier to just be like, hey, this is a rule that you have to follow now versus um, your alignment is now changed. You are effectively going from you know, lawful neutral to lawful evil or lawful good, something like that. Like giving a rule instead of this is your whole alignment that has to change. Let me ask you this. Do you think it'd be a better compromise <laughs> instead of just saying, uh, sorry, you're now outright evil. Would it be better to like when a certain, like at the DM's discretion, when certain things are happening, like let's say um, 
your 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 lawful good paladin and you picked up your chaotic evil item that has turned you that would in the game turn you chaotic evil what about uh you see like uh a kid walk by and in you would never do this but the dm says roll me a wisdom check oh my gosh and you fail and it's like you have the urge to punt that kid <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i fuck with that kind of behavior yeah <laughs> i think i think it means like it, it, it's taking the role playing out of the characters the player's hands especially if that's you can see that that's something that they're struggling with and then yeah. making it super real for them like you are getting hijacked <laughs> you yeah for sure <laughs> there was um there was a character, a player that I ended up working with for a little bit who wanted to have amnesia. Very tough. <laughs> Very tough to deal with. We Does knew his whole mean backstory. You were writing their backstory? No, he knew his backstory. Oh. <laughs> but he was playing as someone with amnesia. Oof. And so he was going through this kind of madness where he was living as himself, who's amnest. That's not a word, I don't think. Doesn't remember like his history. Darius is checking to see if amnest is a word. Um, but he was being influenced. Can't let you have anything. <laughs> but he was he was being influenced by his past at the same time. So how we ended up resolving that is if there was a situation where he was about to do something good, then I would just say, Hey, I need you to roll me a luck check. And then, because he had this sort of mind anyway, I would just say, okay, you failed the role. Do something terrible instead. <laughs> Do something terrible. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm guessing his two egos are diametrically opposed? Yeah, they were. Well, that seems like a bitch. Amnesia <laughs> is not a word, unfortunately. It sounds like it should. Why can't you just let us have anything, Darius? English is a living language. If we all start using it, it becomes a word. Yeah, it literally means literally now instead of what it used to mean. Join us, followers. Wow, we're so amnest. <laughs> God, stop being such an amnest. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> you know, I, I went there. Uh, okay, uh, Jordan. Uh, Kiki, did you feel like you got everything? You I think I did, yeah. Okay, Jordan, how do you feel about that? About uh, the changing of... Uh, a PC's alignment, whether it be by their choice or the DM's choice? Um, well, I feel like <laughs> unless your character is kind of static, which is sort of bland, uh, your alignment, well, it, it maybe it shouldn't change, but there's a good chance that it will. You know, like depending on exactly how your character changes, it might change your alignment. Um, you know, like perhaps I don't know. You learn a, a good life lesson or something that makes you uh, go from lawful neutral to uh, neutral good or something. I don't know. Um, and as far as the Ooh. DM or an I and or an item changing your alignment for you, um, I I kind of don't like having your alignment changed i do really like the idea of um uh, 
having to roll to see whether or not you can um, act on your alignment, though, because that's like it feels really bad to just say, all right, well, this is my character now, <clears throat> as opposed to, all right, my character sometimes has to act this way. You know, it's still your character. It's just, you know, sometimes they can't help but behave differently. Punch right. a kid. <laughs> Punch a kid. <laughs> Punch a kid. Um, that's actually really good. It Honestly, it kind of makes me think of, and Kiki, you might agree with me on this, at the start of our uh, Horror of the Dragon Queen campaign, I would have said Artemis is maybe like lawful evil. Uh, but by the end of it, she was definitely at least neutral. I would have said she was lawful good. Yeah, I would say that she definitely wanted to be lawful evil. <laughs> <laughs> she was a lawful evil poser. She, Yeah, she was a poser, for sure. Uh, but because she was, like, so connected to everyone in the party, that was just, like, a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of sweethearts. <laughs> Half the party were, uh, like, clerical of people of faith. <laughs> And like then the other, and then the other person was her her boy. <laughs> yeah, she literally just wanted to be lawful evil because that's what she was around, like growing up. Poor thing, she just was desperate for <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> yeah, and then and then she met, uh, and then she got it with a bunch of good peeps, a good, so bunch of good apples, a sweet scaly girl. Right. So alignment, like we didn't. I don't think we ever said like. Darius never went up to you, right? And was like, "Hey, change Artemis's alignment." Yeah, no, <laughs> but no. it's just something that kind of naturally happened. Yeah, I never, cons- I never considered that. I don't See, even so- think I put Artemis's alignment on my character sheet. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we keep referencing items that change you. Uh, this is mostly from Tomb of Annihilation, where there are a bunch of spirits inhabiting items. And they would possess you once you grab the item and your alignment changed to theirs. The, yeah, whatever. The um kind of like the idea was if you played it correctly, which put it in the player's hands, the idea was that DM would reward you with keeping the item after the campaign was over. But that was always felt like a little too judgy, as well as like a lot of uh, responsibility on the players to like remember. Oh, I'm supposed to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> so I I personally also like the uh, rolling wisdom checks thing. But Darius, how do you feel about all of this? Um, I think everybody doesn't mind a gradual change if we're talking about the DM being the one that's uh <laughs> placing this alignment change upon you. Um, whether it's uh, wisdom checks or just checks in general. Um, but you don't like full stop your chaotic evil now. The only the only time I would find that acceptable from a DM, and this is, and honestly, this is still even with like some prep prior, is you being handed like a supremely powerful uh, cursed weapon that has an insanely evil spirit within it um and i'm talking like and it's been i basically made known to you at the very least even if like you if you don't identify it 
like your player is being dumb and you've done everything you can to show them hey this is an incredibly incredibly dark weapon this has a terrible back history all this kind of stuff and then if you still pick it up that's on you what happens when your character does a complete 360 180 240 wherever you are in alignment and you go in the other direction <laughs> 240 <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel on that otherwise i think it's very it's it's very insensitive and rude for a dm to just suddenly change anything about the player's character without them having some type of input and control i agree i would definitely if if this was like if they were doing something like this, where they even in, in your scenario of like, hey, you don't grab this or you'll become evil. I think I would end the session there. Uh, ideally, it was you know pretty late in the game, and then I would call that player and like hash out how we want this to go down, so that we're right. both in the same wavelength. Right. Even at, yeah, like out of character, some some stuff should be some stuff should be happening. <clears throat> And whether, you know, as long as it's it's a toe in that line of your players need to suffer consequences for making decisions while still allowing the character, the player to have their player agency while playing their character. Um, and as long in communication, communication is key in making that happen where it's uh, done done beautifully where everybody is having fun now you you can still be sad about it because at the end of the day you, you could potentially be losing your character um whether it's realistically because they become evil and then like you have to make a whole new character or because it's just changed so much that it's while you're playing it it's not what you created on the front end um from it and you're kind of sad about it but you know stuff like that happens it, in playing a real good immersive innovative game of DD stuff like that should happen and as long as it's happening, it's like naturally flowing in that direction. It's all good. Nothing. Nobody wants anything abrupt to like happen. You like you want to see the changes and see the change in your character, the growth in your character or regression. And speaking of regression, that actually leads nicely into the next question. Assuming you're not playing an evil monster campaign, how would you go about playing an evil character? Mm. This is uh, I wanted to do. I know it's such an enticing so idea to play an evil, like an evil campaign. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be for real. I'm gonna be super, super serious. Oh wow! Everyone, get if, some water, sober up. If I was playing in an evil campaign and I had to play an evil person, well, no, this is how you would play. Because if it's an evil campaign, you're an evil person. That's expected. I'm talking about when you have to play an evil campaign in a normal, uh, sorry, an evil character in a normal campaign. I think, I think I would try to give myself a redemption arc. (laughs) (laughs) Ask your DM for a redemption arc? Yeah, I think I would go into it and I would do, it, it depends on like who I am, like what kind of evil I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Vampire evil, I'm in there. Uh, you know, maybe even a beholder. <laughs> sure, there's just that's, some things though. That's oh. some embezzling. No, even a hag. You know, I could do. I could do a, a hag, who maybe went after like teenagers instead of like kids. <laughs> so, so you don't want to be an oni, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
They're it, so cool, guys. It pains me. They this is your, cool. your favorite monster, Darius. <laughs> so I, it's just really good. It's just it's up yeah. there. Long story short, I think I could do it initially, but eventually. I would want to go back to being a good guy, <laughs> the best girl, or at least not an asshole. Okay, okay, or a lovable uh, asshole, or a lovable as pluckish rogue is the term. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right, we go. Uh, Darius, why don't you go next? Oh man, I the the thought of playing. An even truly evil character in a normal campaign honestly assaults my senses. Um, and my mind's like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? <laughs> honestly, I think this entire question comes from the fact that most of us, if uh, probably all of us, have always been good people and good players in our campaign. But we've heard stories or had to deal with players that were not good people. <laughs> so just how like murder, how you a murder like, hobo and going to yeah. sleep at night. Yeah, for real. Like it's why can't true. why can't I be the murder hobo for once? <laughs> right. And like when you play and like if, if you got people playing like that, like they're genuinely playing like that. Like that's it's that's what they want. So like they yeah, actually don't see that's like, their psychotic issue. fun. Hugo style. Right. <laughs> Wasn't it Hugo? What did I say? Hugo. Hugo. Ain't that what you just said? No, Hugo with a Y. Oh, Hugo. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um. So for for me, because it's I mean, like I don't. I guess it's it, it, if we're talking more like what Kiki said with the type of evil that you're doing. So like maybe if you're doing like a manipulative evil, because we're just straight up just diametrically opposed evil. Like that shit's not working unless y'all have a goal and it just happens to be the same the same goal together uh i mean that's the only way i can see like playing the evil care either i'm duping the people i'm playing with the whole time so i'm some type of manipulative villain or we have the same goal for right now and for this particular mission we're going to be working together i that's <clears throat> it's i mean it's just it's not supposed to work like, so your 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 options are the long con, or mean, or the tense alliance. Right. I mean, if for it to truly work and everybody be a cohesive group where we actually truly play together, like that's the own that's the only two real viable options I I can think of. I, there um, might be some others. But that's yeah, I suppose you can't go full super villain with like a twirled mustache <laughs> the whole time. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe you, you could let it burst out from here to there just to remind people, but like, hey, I am evil. Because, you know, some people may warm up to you because it's just that natural thing that happens that like the more you play with somebody, it's like, oh, he's not such a bad guy until I step on his child's head and crush it. <laughs> and then you remember. Come on, guys. We'd all bond <laughs> no, over tiger damsel. Child abuse what <laughs> I'm sorry. why does it have to be child abuse because it's a very easy that's a quick and easy way to show you i am fucking He's a bad evil. guy don't forget i would love to be wow i don't know maybe i'm tired but i literally was thinking i'd like to be something like a decepticon that's not what i actually mean though like a mole like put me in the group i'm in love with in, you of course you are put me in the group right embed me in I'm Make a me good a transformer. guy. 
<laughs> I'm a good guy <laughs> to them, but I got plans and I'm cooking. And I'm cooking. And at, oh, the, at the end so of the you're, line, you're like the long con. Yeah, at the end of the line, I want to jump out like that one rabbit and be like, "You've been hoodwinked, baby." Oh, you you want to Ocean's Eleven them? I never watched that movie. Me neither, <laughs> but it's like a very convoluted heist movie, I believe. I think. Same. I think I've seen one of them and I've already forgotten it because they did they go to like Ocean Fifteen or something. I don't know. Anyway, Jordan. <laughs> um. So I've actually played a a couple of characters like this. What? Um, this is not surprising. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the George, first you one just come off as evil to me. <laughs> the first one was a character who um he was a part of an evil organization. And thankfully this was a one shot. So I didn't have to get too far into how this worked or like you know what exactly was going on. But um this organization had very far-reaching goals or very wide-reaching goals. What, whatever. Probably the point is... What you wanted. The ambitious. They, they were playing like 5D chess to everyone else's checkers. <laughs> they needed certain things to Rude. be in a certain <laughs> uh, state in order for their goals to be accomplished. And my character was tasked with just being like the shining ray of light. You know, he he was literally disguised as a paladin. And there were stories all across the world of his heroics. And he would genuinely go out and, you know, do really heroic things. He would lead armies against like evil hordes of monsters or whatever. But that was because he needed for those evil hordes of monsters to be destroyed in order for King Smith to take over ruler of this land because uh, for the organization's goals to be accomplished, King Smith just needed to be in control. You know, it's not to save people or because <laughs> King Smith is that great of a guy. No, the organization just needed him in place. I imagine it was also like to get into that position of trust like oh that's that's the paladin guy he's the hero of the land and yeah i mean sure because it um, sounds like you're working for the illuminati <laughs> yeah that's that's what it is like um and then the other one i didn't get to play him for long but he was a follower of an evil god jason no Jason was the opposite. <laughs> You're just always Jason. Uh, I mean, he's my favorite of Jordan's characters. <laughs> but aw, thanks. <laughs> I mean, mostly because I like to make fun of him. Because <laughs> I'm a good friend. <laughs> the uh he was legitimately part of an evil cult, but he realized that, you know. Anytime in a member of the cult was, um, you know, exposed as a member of that cult, they were pretty justifiably, like, you know, shunned and or killed because, mm -hmm. you know, they were members of an evil cult. And so he realized that in order for the cult to really grow and be successful, he needed to find a way to um, 
kind of redeemed the Colts' reputation. And so I think he was a, a follower of Sirik, whose whole thing is, um, I think it was lying and murder or lying in shadows or something. And so he he decided, all right, so I'm going to lead a sect of the cult whose entire thing is that we lie and kill and scheme, but only for good. We'll infiltrate uh, other evil organizations and assassinate them, you know, just like stuff like that. You know, we we get our lying and killing out of the way, you know are 10 Hail Marys or Hail Satans, if you will. And in return, we don't get slaughtered just for walking outside. There's actually a funny, like, very similar situation. Darius, you might actually know about this. Uh, for drows in for the Forgotten Realms, mostly D&D, uh, there's actually, so they they all worship Lolth, the demon. She's a demon prince at this point, but she's like Probably. the dark elf goddess. And she's all about chaos and, uh, you know, distrust, lying and manipulation and all that. Mm. There's actually a sect called the Inquisitors that are like, hey, guys, Lol's great. We love her. But our society can't function if we literally are all backstabbing each other at the same time. So they, they, the Inquisitors literally root out, like, the people that are taking it too far. <laughs> But they're all like, love's great, but <laughs> you're like, you gotta tone down your amount of backstabs. Chill like, out a second. <laughs> it's like everybody gets five backstabs per day. Only two people out of that five can die. Listen, okay? the underdark scary enough. We we can't backstab all <laughs> the time. We gotta backstab some mind flayers too. <laughs> it's like remember guys we have to be just strong enough that we could kill anybody that came and invaded exactly, us so just exactly. backstab later after that we win and after that we'll have fun backstabbing but for now <laughs> it's crazy that their society work it, it really <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> high birth um, rates that's true all right one last last pretty short question i, I hope um and this is a tangent from the last episode where we talked about metagame. Which I was you, not on. Which you were not on. So I'm very I'm happy that we I've come up with something related to it. How do you guys feel about when people hide behind it's what my character would do? Stop, stop, stop. Go straight to jail. <laughs> do not collect $200. Leave, leave my game immediately. <laughs> See, this is exactly why my <laughs> evil characters were so convoluted. You have to make sure that your character can actually work within your party without destroying the cohesiveness. <laughs> because if you get to a point where you're just like, listen, I, I don't want to do it, but this is what my character would do. You've probably taken it too far. It, should, it just takes so much thought to properly play an evil character within a not evil group and that's really the thing if it gets to the point where you're you you say the excuse it's what my character would do you have messed up somewhere you have not put in enough work and you're 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 not doing what you needed to do because like the, the words the words can't come out your mouth you you can't it immediately ruins honestly it ruins the game if like that comes out because nobody cares for that nobody I 
I think I'm right there with you guys. I think that saying it as like a justification to get what you want or whatever is bad. I love it if it's <gasps> yes in, when it's Kiki's idea of you're on the redemption arc. Uh, like in Jordan's case, it would be like I, you know, his character has infiltrated the group. He's this legendary hero. He's he's proved himself. He doesn't need to be evil anymore or anything like that. He's still working for the organization. So it's like, this is what my character would do. And so it's not like actively hindering the party, but you do something evil on the side. Or it's it's getting to the point where you're like, is this what my character would do? <laughs> like if they were having second thoughts, you know, like, but I really like these guys. <laughs> I mean, just, it just shouldn't be blatantly said. I think no, you should never thing. say it. You should never say it. I'm saying, like, uh, there should be a point where the DM looks at me as like, Chris, uh, what is uh, what is Tarn doing? And I'm sweating. Right. Because I don't know right. what Tarn would do. And that's um, fine. That's character development. I like That's that. character development. I'm not going to say, well, I think Tarn, his character would. No, I, I'd be like, fuck me. What is fuck uh tarn will and i'll have him like hesitate because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know i love that that's good that's good player playing a character uh player playing a character all right uh and i think that's all the time we have for this episode uh thank you all for listening uh to another wonderful episode of not your dad's tabletop and we will see you on the flip send us an email oh yeah not your oh day oh i forgot it yeah not your dad tt at gmail.com not your dad tt gmail.com i forgot we have the thing we say at the end but bye yeah that bye daddy daddy that's so, not it I'll see you on the next show. That's what it is. See you on the next show, Daddy. Daddy, you can't.